right, welcome back, everybody. We've had two weeks of the college football season down, um, and we're getting ready for week three. Um, so we're back to discuss what happened in, in week two um, and to get a, get a look at what's going on in week three. And we have another thing that's never happened before here on Pod Divided, where Michigan and Michigan State both took wins last week, but Ohio State lost. Clay, how does it feel to finally be we're, – we're both 2-0. Uh, we're all feeling good, the three of us. How does it feel to just be terrible? I just I just worst to touch on that. Of the podcast. Um, no, it's hard. I, I'm not going to lie. It like gets significantly harder when the one game you decide to go to um, during the football season happens to be the one that they lose. Oh, there's um, going to be more than one. Don't worry. We'll see about that skin. But um, I, you know, it's been tough, but we'll talk about it more when we do our roundtable. Um, I'm not worried um, to any, in any degree. Um, but, you know, nervous? it's. No, not nervous. Um, you know, it's just been a, yeah, it's been a rough couple of days. It's okay. it definitely is odd to like see you guys happy and me being sad. Yeah, it's, it's weird really feeling. I, I personally, I enjoy it a lot. Um, but yeah, let's start mm-hmm. off uh, going through our games last week. Um, and, you know, then we'll do our, our picks as usual. Um, and then and then we'll end by talking about um about our week three games for our team, just because we're going to have a little bit of a shorter episode today, a little short on time. Um, but yeah, Clay, I mean, we're already talking about your game. Just Let's just talk what happened, yeah, you know? Talk us through it. It was the game of the week last week. Obviously, an upset happened, so definitely start with me today. Um, you know, I don't know if I can say anything that um, would add any value other than what anyone else could have seen. Um, if I watched the game on Saturday, um, the defense played terrible. Um, there's really no, like, nothing else to say. Um, for some reason, we couldn't stop a HB sweep to the left side. For some reason, like, that was just an unstoppable play for Oregon. We never decided to put a defender to that side. Um, no explanation for that. Um, but I would like to say, however, that I don't feel like this is the doomsday that some Ohio State fans on Twitter are making it out to be, because um, there's still a lot of season left, um, no matter like how bad things were um, on Saturday, Ohio State was still in a position to win the game at the end of the day. If Stroud hits Wilson on that deep pass, which Wilson was open on, like it's tied late in the fourth quarter. So it's not like Ohio State is completely was completely outmatched in that game. They were outcoached. I'll admit that. Obviously, Ryan, they can't had... coach. Scotty, <laughs> I'm just going to get into this. Um, but, um, but yeah, um, Ryan Day today said that there's going to be major changes happening on defense. He like without calling out the defensive coordinator called out the defensive coordinator, kind of hinted that roles may be changing, that, um, but without, like, saying any, cause Ryan Day is, like, one of those coaches that doesn't actually say anything, like, doesn't give anything away in press conferences, um, but he did hint point. that serious changes are happening, um, which is, like, good to hear, but, of course, it's all just words until improvement actually starts happening on the football field. Um, because the first two weeks this year have been unacceptable um, on defense. And 
Ohio State's offense is good enough to beat most teams on its schedule. But if Ohio State wants any hopes of winning any championships this year, the defense has to improve. Um, also, I would like to say for anyone who's saying the bench Stroud, the dude played well, made a few mistakes, but yeah, no quarterback. Yards. Yeah, no quarterback making their second career start should be throwing 54 passes, okay? Like he was asked to do way too much. He was playing from behind the entire game. I say his last drives in the fourth quarter were like in desperation, heave it mode. Um, so for any Ohio State fans listening, send to Ben Stroud, shut up, okay? Quinn Ors is not a better option just because he was an number one quarterback coming out of high school. He's still a high school senior, so shut up. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, was, I was reading through um, what Day was saying at the press conference today. Um, Did you also kind of get the hint that he was like, I'm not going to call anybody. He didn't want to come out and say that, but yeah, no, he clearly, yeah, he clearly, like, he, he was given an opportunity to, to say that he has confidence in his defensive coordinator, and he didn't say it, and he didn't say it for a reason, it's because he doesn't have confidence. Which um, is really weird, because Kerry Combs is a high defensive coordinator, and Combs is a great cornerbacks coach. He was a cornerbacks coach for Ohio State for many years, had all those first-round draft picks, and the corners played well on Saturday. As bad as the defense played, Ohio State did not get burned passing on the outside. The corners played well. Runs to anywhere. Obviously, did I have cannot say the same. Um, so I feel like there's a role for Combs um, on the coaching staff. Does not do coordinator. Put him back as a cornerbacks coach. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> I mean, trust me, I know me and Ben know what it's like uh, to, you know, have those defensive struggles and get burnt on one play. Um, so we feel the pain. Um, and I just actually realized another cool thing um, about this past weekend is that all of us were in attendance for our oh, team's yeah. games. So that was something fun. Um, Spencer, you got to go see Michigan State play. They had another explosive start um, with a touchdown on the first play. Uh, what did you see from, from Michigan State this weekend? Yeah, so they played a relatively easy opponent. Um, I think definitely the easiest opponent, maybe aside from Washington uh, this week. <laughs> um, but yeah, they played, a, they played an easy opponent. <laughs> it's it's not totally false, but yeah. So they obviously the playbook was closed down a little bit. You're not going to show off, you know, everything that you have uh, against a team like Youngstown State. Uh, but, I mean, they did have a little flea flicker to start the game. I actually missed that play because the lines to get in the stadium were ridiculous. Um, but, I mean, I heard it from the speaker. Everyone went crazy. I was actually really surprised with the student turnout at the game, which was really dope. But I was kind of disappointed that they didn't play Kenneth Walker as much as they, they had in the first game. He got seven touches for, like, 57 yards, which really hurts his um, Heisman candidacy. Uh, just because he didn't get the amount of yards he could have because our other running back, I think, had like 120-something yards. But, I mean, not much to complain about. I thought Peyton Thorne looked fantastic, uh, placed balls where they need to be placed, uh, didn't really make too many errors. I will say there was a couple drops from uh, uh, Jalen Naylor, which surprised me. One was a, probably a 40-yard touchdown that I believe we ended up trying to kick a field goal and missing it. So that was kind of disappointing, but I mean, he put the ball right where he needed to put the ball. I was impressed. Uh, there was a sick uh, 
interception. I think it was Xavier Henderson with a one-handed interception. Uh, I don't know if that was a top play. And if it wasn't, I don't know how it wasn't. But, yeah, that was that was pretty sick. Uh, I'm really excited about this team. I think this coming week is going to be a huge test. Um, and Coach Ott, if you're listening, thanks for scheduling me for working the Kalamazoo football game during the Michigan State football Miami game because that's going to be really fun to not watch, sadly. But, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I'm really excited for that game. Uh, I'm really sorry that you have to work that. That sucks because uh, that should be a good game. I, I so wish I brutal. could. Yeah, that's tough. I, I wish I could watch that game too. Michigan's got the noon slot as well, so I won't be able to watch. But I'm, I hope you know, Spence, I already put money on Michigan State plus six and a half. Yeah, you bet on them? Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I put money on the money line for Michigan State. Dude, I, I really – I think Michigan State's going to win the game. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, all right, so lastly, me and Ben, we were at the big house uh, on Saturday night for Michigan's big game against Washington. Um, well, first off, Washington. yeah, I went to Washington because they lost to us. Um, but if they had played, for example, Ohio State or Michigan State, they'd be one and one. Yeah, they also um, lost to Montana, so. <laughs> well, we, we fucking demolished them. Like, we won that game easily, so we handled business. Uh, we played them like I play NCAA 14. You just run the ball every single play. They know exactly what's coming, and they just can't stop it. Um, but I just wanted to start off by saying that that was the funnest Michigan game I've been to in my entire life, um, and I've been going to Michigan games since I was a toddler. Uh, I've never seen the big house that crazy. Um, the first play of the game, a delay game, was just awesome. Um, so obviously great win, you know, one by 21 dominated them, got Michigan ranked again. So that's good. Um, but just obviously we still have those concerns about what happens when we play, uh, a, a good, uh, run defense and we can't do that. Will the passing game be able to step up? Um, Ben, Ben, what are your thoughts on that and the game in general? Yeah. Um, to comment on the environment, I can agree. That was definitely the most fun I've had at a Michigan game. That was um, an insane environment to be a part of. It was wild. But, um, yeah, I think – I mean, obviously there was elite uh, running back play from both Haskins and Quorum. Quorum with the uh, Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week. Um, so that was awesome to see. And I, it kind of made for a little bit of a boring game to watch in terms of the actual football just because – a five-yard run to the left side every single play is not the most entertaining thing to watch, but when you win by 21, um, you can't really stop doing it. So you hear a lot of the people in the student section complaining about it, but it's working. Um, in terms of your question, Scotty, I think I'm a little bit concerned what happens when we play an elite defensive front. We definitely lack weapons in terms of receivers um, with the loss of Ronnie Bell. And with McNamara not getting as many throws as I think a lot of people want him to get, I'm a little bit worried that he's going to be rusty when it kind of, when it comes time to uh, to have a passing heavy offense. And so there's definitely concerns there. I think we're gonna Wisconsin's week five, right? Wisconsin's week five. Yep. Honestly, Rutgers that will Wisconsin. have the best run defense that we'll see at that <laughs> point of the year. So that'll definitely be a test. Rutgers is a decent opponent. So we'll they are getting a lot better. Question yeah. marks answered there. Um, but really, the first test is going to be Wisconsin. Um, yeah. We so should be 4 0 heading into that. There. But 
I'm I'm really happy with the way that the offensive line is looking, the way that oh, both of our running backs are looking. I've always, I've never been one to be a fan of a running back tandem, but I think they're a really good yin and yang it's working. in terms of power and speed. So I, I'm very, very pleased with how Michigan's offense has looked. Um, the defense looks good against Washington, but obviously that's not a great offense that we're seeing. So right. Spence, what do you got? Are you concerned about the quarterback situation currently? Not not saying he's done bad because obviously he was efficient. Um, but I'm looking at the statistics of all three of our teams currently. Michigan only has 260 yards passing out of the two quarterbacks and out of your starter, only 180. I get That's, that. Yeah, I mean, we're not throwing it. Yeah, I get that. Like, obviously, Washington couldn't stop the run. Like, I get that. But at the same time, is it concerning, especially because, you know, you're starting best starting wide receivers out. So that's yeah. just my question to you. No, I would love to talk. I would love to touch on that. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there are three teams in college football right now that have less pass attempts than Michigan, and it's Army, Air Force, and Navy. So Michigan's pretty much running like an academy school right now. Um, and I'm not blaming the coaching staff for this because it hasn't it – hasn't, like nobody's been able to stop it. So why would you get away from that? Um, and I wouldn't say and that. Don't fix it. Exactly. I wouldn't say, obviously there's going to come a time like when we play Wisconsin where they're, go, they're we're not going to be able to run the ball for 343 yards and not throw against them. Um, and I, it's not that I'm concerned about the passing game yet. Cause like I, I haven't really seen Kate play. I mean, she hasn't been throwing it. So like, I just don't, it's those question marks just haven't been answered yet. Um, so obviously if we go into Wisconsin and we are throwing the ball and are getting nowhere, then I'll obviously be concerned, but right now it's just more uncertainty than concern. Um, Ben, you wanted to say something. I'm definitely concerned. Um, I think that, well, yes, if it ain't broke, don't fix it applies here. Um, you know, that it's going to be broke somewhere in the future when we see a good defense, um, I think that we're a really easy offense to prepare for. If you have the defensive players to stop it, you know that if you put everyone in the box, we're going to run it and we're going to struggle in the air. So I think that we definitely have to try to figure that out in the weeks that it's not going to be a close game. So like this coming weekend against Northern Illinois, it would definitely be a good time to try to date you throwing more and seeing if we can get Cade comfortable in the pocket because he's really only started a handful of games in college. And I definitely like to see him throw more. So I, I definitely agree. think that I am concerned, but um, it's not something that I'm concerned because we've tried it and it hasn't worked. I'm concerned with the play calling because we haven't tried it against lesser opponents. No, I agree. That's, that's going to happen too. Like, like I said, Youngstown state this week, our playbook was closed off. You're not going to like right. open it up. Um, and you guys kind of had that a little bit with Western and you just had big plays for a lot of yards and that's, that's totally fine. But I do think in the next two games before Michigan actually plays an opponent that's worthy of being noted in ranking them, uh, they, they should probably open that playbook just to, just to make sure he's comfortable in those situations. Yeah. Um, first of all, fuck you. Um, secondly, um, top 25, baby. Um, but yeah, no, I, um, I, I think that Ben, I think you're right. I think these next couple weeks would be a, a great chance to, um, to give kids some throws. Um, but also like, I, I am confident with the run game. I haven't seen our run game look like, like I mean, Washington's known for being able to stop the run. Like yes, Washington lost to Montana, but their defense didn't struggle in that game. You know, like they have a good defense. 
So I'm just, I have a ton of confidence in the offensive line and the run game. And yeah, there's those question marks in the passing game for sure. Um, and I really hope that they do um, use these next two weeks to let Cade throw the ball in game time to get ready for Wisconsin because we're going to have to do that. Um, but I doubt that that happens. Um, Northern Illinois' run defense is atrocious. They're averaging, I want to say, 200, I want to say like 60 yards um, on the ground, I want to say. Um, I know it's not good, and I know that Michigan is going to be running the ball down their throat. Yeah. Um, Did you see their quarterback? Because watch out for that guy. Yeah. Um, if he beat us before, he'll beat us again. As a 24-point underdog, and we're favored by 27 this week, so you never know. Um, but all right. Uh, unless any of you guys have anything else to say on this, um, we can get into our top five games of the week. Um, current standings, we've got Scotty at eight and two, Ben, Spencer, and Clay all tied with, at six and four. Um, all right. So last week, um, I believe everybody went four and one, except for Spencer, went three and two. Um, Clay went three and two as well, actually. So me and Ben went four and one. Spencer and Clay went three and two. This week, first game that we're going to pick is Michigan State-Miami. Spence, since this is your game, I'll let you start it. Yep. And, again, I'm going to reiterate that I do not get to watch this thing, this game. Thank you, Coach Opp. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for this game. This will be, obviously, Michigan State's first, like, true test outside of that Northwestern game. Uh, I think, yeah, it's an away game. So, and, obviously, the jerseys better be on point. I'm, I'm really looking out for that. But what I'm most concerned about is our, our defense really hasn't had a huge threat quite yet. They haven't really had anyone, like, try to throw the ball or have to move the ball against them uh, thus far. They could kind of just make sure everyone stayed in front of them, uh, let them catch a five-yard pass, and, and just wind the clock down. That's kind of how our defense has been playing. Yes, they've stopped the run, but it'll be interesting to see how our cornerbacks and uh, secondary does against that. And that's kind of all I'm worried about. I think our line's getting good pushes. I think I think running with the ball, obviously, we have Kenneth Walker, who's just been killing it, and they just didn't want to risk injury last week. Uh, we have Simmons, who's been so far the backup. He's been running it well. And then Elijah Collins, who's been banged up. But he's also a fantastic running back. They have options. Uh, I think Thorne's been playing well. I think our offensive threats are there to win this game. I just am concerned about our defense, uh, and specifically our secondary, trying to, trying to stop – big plays um, and keep things in front of them and just managing the clock against someone that's known to be a decent quarterback at least. So, yeah, I got Michigan state in this one just because I want to pick Michigan state in a big game one time <laughs> in my life. So here it is. Go green. Let's get it. All right. I have been, I think I said earlier that I think Michigan state's going to win, but I, I don't think I'm quite ready to pick them yet. Michigan State has impressed me, um, and, like, I want to say it, but, like, for my pick, now that I think about it, I'm not that confident in them. You know, you looked, they, you guys have looked good, you know, but, I mean, you played Northwestern and Youngstown State, so I'm just not sold yet, but I really don't think Miami's that good. I think that this is going to be a really close game. And like I said, Michigan State, I love to cover minus six and a half, or plus six and a half. Um, but, and I think either team maybe, I think that we're going to get, like, a field goal winning margin here um but until i see michigan state 
get that first win against a big a big team, which could happen this weekend. But I'm gonna have to go with Miami for this one. Ben, who do you got? Um, I'm expecting another uh, another good week from Walker and Thorn. Uh, and I think that Derek King has struggled a lot this far, and it's an offense that didn't put up enough points against Appalachian State to make me confident um, in in that offense's success moving forward. I'm taking Michigan State. Um, I think the Derek King uh, struggles this far in the season is not good. I think he's a really pivotal part of that offense, so I'm taking State. And skin. Um. I'm also going to pick Michigan State in this one. Um, as you guys have already like uh, spoken about, I've also been really impressed with Michigan State. Um, I feel like the players have really bought in to what Mel Tucker's bringing. Um, they're a lot more aggressive um, on offense than like Michigan State um, of years past. Um, and I'm also like not super impressed with Miami. I mean, looked helpless against Alabama in the defense. Most teams do, but still. Um, and then, you know, Appalachian State's a good team, but it was still, you know, not the most inspiring win um, from uh, Miami. Um, so, yeah, give me Michigan State on the road. I think they have a bona fide star in Kenneth Walker, and I think he's going to be the difference. I, I, I think the only thing that, like, really gives me any questionability of this game is the fact that it is away for Michigan State. Uh, yes, they've already had their bigger game of the year so far was away, but like we said, Northwestern isn't that intimidating of a team to go play against. So, and honestly, so those the students weren't there, there yet either. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah. I think there was literally more Michigan State fans than there were. When Michigan plays against, when Michigan plays at Ryan Fields mid-season, yeah. there are twice as many Michigan fans. Yeah. As so that's that's literally my only concern for Michigan State this yeah. week is no the, hard the rock stadiums, and then we'll probably be rock away. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for that. That's gonna be a great game. Um, all right, next up, we got uh, Alabama heading down to Gainesville to take on Florida. Um, I personally do not see the upset happening. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to waste our time here. Alabama's, yeah, it's Alabama. I'm picking Alabama. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep this really short and really sweet. I wrote like a paragraph of notes for all of these. And for Bama, Florida, I just circled Alabama. So give me Alabama. Uh, Clay, who do you got? Okay. Rolled you you guys time. have Alabama. Okay. Roll <laughs> down time. It's like – it's, it's, it's one at 11, so, like, I feel like to put this in, but, I mean, we don't even need to discuss it, Alabama. They're going to win the game. I don't know why they're even playing it. Um, next up, uh, this is this one's a big one. Cincinnati at Indiana. Um, this is this is going to be exciting. Uh, Cincinnati, you know, they scheduled some tough opponents. They've got, uh, they've got Notre Dame later in the season. You know, they're trying to make that push for the playoff. Um, but – I've never been sold on Indiana. I've talked about it a bunch on here. Bless you, Skin. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I tried to mute myself in time. I it's all right. Um, um, but, yeah, anyways, I'm not quite sold on Indiana. They looked terrible week one against Iowa. I didn't think that they were that good last year either. Um, so, I'm picking Cincinnati. I love that minus three and a half as well. Uh, ben, who do you like in this one? Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Cincinnati's had a couple of dominant wins and, uh, and Penix has struggled so far. And I'm, I'm starting to think based on their play this year that, uh, that last year might've been a fluke. I'm not sold on Indiana. So I'm taking Cincy by a decent margin. I like, I like the line at minus three and a half by, I like it by a couple, three and a half. Spence, what do you got? Yeah, I got Cincinnati in this game. 
I'm not sold on Indiana at all. And I, I don't know, Luke Fickle was, you know, who Michigan State was after um, before Tuck started coming in because Tuck's still coming. Uh, but yeah, Luke Fickle knows how to recruit, knows how to coach. I think he's a fantastic coach. Uh, give me Cincinnati. And Skin? Yeah, give me the Fighting Fickles. Um, I really miss Luke Fickle as Ohio State's defensive coordinator, um, especially. I miss him as Ohio State's head coach. <laughs> yeah, that didn't go super great. But he was a great D coordinator, and I really wish he still was our defensive coordinator. Um, this is a huge opportunity for Cincinnati. Um, you know, last year they went undefeated, but were not selected to be in the playoff, likely um, largely due to the fact they just played American opponents um, and did not play any Power 5 teams. So this is a really big opportunity for Cincinnati. Even though Indiana's not ranked, it's still an opportunity to make a statement to beat a Big Ten team on the road. And I look um, for Cincinnati to do just that. Um, I think they're really going to come out and make a statement. All right, so we got a clean sweep of Cincinnati there. Next up, Penn State using the big night game whiteout this year for Auburn coming to town. Um, Auburn's just another one of those teams where, you know, they get a couple wins in the early early season against some lesser opponents. Um, but, you know, they're going to end up going eight and four. I really don't think that they're that good. Um, and that Penn State whiteout, you know, it's going to be rocking like always. Uh, Kirk Herbstreit's going to be up there moaning into the microphone um on abc oh saturday because you know how much she loves the whiteout um so give me penn state in this one um i just don't think that uh, i don't think auburn's quite that good and i think that the home field atmosphere for penn state is gonna give them a good edge as well um spence what do you got for this yeah i'm also gonna go penn state i am a huge fan of the whiteout always have been and i feel like auburn's hey kirk that's until you play there yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not as fun. Exactly. I think it's definitely 100 times better than the, the maze out. That's fun. But, but yeah, I got Penn State. I think Auburn's been overrated ever since they had that field goal kick returned against Alabama. I don't, I don't really see them being that good every year. So yeah, at Penn State, and I, I think it'll be a one, two score game, or two, three score game. Clay, what do you got? Yeah, I got a close one in this one. Um, I also am not a huge believer in Auburn, but I'm also not a huge believer in Sean Clifford. I think he is as mediocre as mediocre gets in terms of playing big-time quarterback. Um, Jahan Dotson is a great wide receiver. The only problem is that Sean Clifford sometimes does not put it um, or get the ball to Jahan Dotson, um, but I still think they're going to make enough plays and play good enough defense to win this one. But in a close one, I, I'm not sold that Penn State's going to win this by a lot. Just because I don't think they have the offense to do so. All right, Ben, what's your pick? Talent-wise in this one, I think it's roughly a toss-up. I think Bo Nix is a good quarterback. Um, I, it really, in a normal setting, it could go either way, but that whiteout is just so different um, that that's such a difficult, uh, such a difficult atmosphere to go into. I think it's probably the toughest atmosphere to play in in all of college football. In all honesty. Um, so that place is going to be rocking, so I'm taking Penn State as well. All right. Another Except three straight sweeps. Penn State is like 500 in whiteout games. Well, that's because Penn State's normally bad, and yeah. they always do it against, like, for example, 2015 they did against Michigan, when Michigan was a much better team Michigan won. They usually do it against Ohio State. Ohio State always wins. They're typically not, like, up until the past few years, they're just not that good of a team. Yeah. Um, but So you're saying um, that you should only do whiteouts and maze outs against good teams? 
No, I'm just saying, I mean, I, I think that it's smart that they do. I think that if they if they weren't in there white out for some of these big games, it'd be less than five. Oh, I so think you're saying uh, that you're like good teams like Washington. Yeah, your maze out was a wasted game against Washington. Okay, I we who else do we have on the home schedule this year to do a maze out for? Indiana, Rutgers, Ohio State. Yeah, we're not surprised Michigan didn't get all twelve games at home. Oh, that's funny. Ohio State Um, has a big seven thirty game against Akron in a couple weeks. Does that make sense? Right? (laughs) Not play Oregon at 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 night. Let's play Akron at night. Yeah, that's that was really smart. Um, Right. All right, last game we've got um, BYU had a big win against a Pac-12 team last week in their rivalry game against Utah. So we've got them again at home against another ranked Pac-12 team. This time Arizona State's coming to town. I watched that game. I caught the end of it on Saturday night. BYU had the place rocking. Their coach was energized. Um, I like that team. You know, they just lost their quarterback um, in, in the first round very early. Obviously, Zach was to the Jets. Um, but they're still a really good team. Uh, they've got them ranked now. Um, Arizona State, I, I, I love BYU plus three and a half, by the way. Um, but Arizona State, I just, I, I don't like, I don't love these Pac-12 teams. I, I, I think Oregon, might, I think Oregon might be all right. Um, you know, they have, a, they have an okay win. I, I think they're pretty um, good. <laughs> uh, but I'm just not sold on these Pac-12 teams. So I, I, BYU, BYU won last week. I've, I've got them again taking on the Pac-12. Um, Clay, who do you got this one? Scotty, you already know I hit that BYU money line too. When I saw that they were the underdogs in this game, I immediately was like, I'm hitting that money line. That's easy money. Uh, I, yeah, I really don't believe Arizona State's that good. Um, I think the Pac 12 is Oregon and everybody else. Um, so yeah, give, give me, give me BYU by a touchdown. All right, Ben, who do you got? I'm with you guys. I hate to make this such a boring, uh, non-confrontational selection process, but I'm taking BYU as well. Coming off uh, that win, uh, ranked Power 5 school in Utah, I expect them to continue that momentum. Um, And honestly, I'm going to say the exact same things as you guys because you guys were right. I'm not sold on the Pac-12. I think Oregon is a mile away from the next closest contender, Um, but we just can't see that because they're not playing each other yet. So, um, yeah, I like BYU in this one. And Spencer? So both of these teams have beaten Michigan State. Um, so I don't like either of them. Uh, but Arizona State did it more recently, and they did it twice. And they were both kind of heartbreakers. And one time I thought we were going to win, and then we didn't win. So that was really sad to relive. And I was just checking scores to make sure that I was correct, and I was correct. And BYU beat them by more. So I'm going to go with BYU as well. And that is my entire analysis. All right. I love your logic on these teams that have played Michigan State. Um, All right, so to wrap up real quick, a couple more things to talk about. First off, so Clay, you play – you guys play Akron at home, 7.30. Tulsa this week. Tulsa this week, Akron next week. So, again, it's a joke. You guys are going to win. We're playing Northern Illinois. We're probably going to win. So to save some time, Spencer, did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about, um, about Miami and – uh, Michigan State this week. Go green. Um, c- can I actually say something about the Ohio State? No, yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was going to ask, but yeah, go for it. Yeah, um, one thing I'm really looking for, and so I think the thing I was most surprised about about the Ohio State Oregon game was how 
out physical Ohio State was. Um, Ohio State was pushed around on both line of scrimmages. The offensive line, less so, um, didn't play great in the run game, but did good in pass protection. But especially the D line um, wasn't as nasty and hard hitting. Um, didn't really get as much push as I think we expect Ohio State defensive line to do. Um, so I'm looking for Ohio State to come out and play mean and angry. Um, and I'll be disappointed if they don't. Because um, we saw last week they got bullied a little bit. Um, and yeah, they're playing Tulsa, so it should happen. But I'm really um, hoping to see Ohio State play with an edge here. Um, and I think that'll be what I'm most concerned about if I don't see happen. Of course, if Ohio State gets up another like 250 yards on the ground, that would also be concerning. But I, I want to see Ohio State come out and play, play nasty, play aggressive. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that. Um, obviously, I was scrolling through FanDuel today, putting my bets in. Um, and I was like, you know, I think I'm probably going to stay away from Ohio State this week. Uh, obviously, they were huge favorites last week and lost. Barely covered week one. But I think that they're going to come out and play angry. Tulsa's obviously sucks. Um, so I did put some money on Ohio State to cover not a lot. but um, And then, Ben, we both kind of touched earlier on how we're hoping to see Cade get some more action in the passing game this week um, just to try and build on that as we know that's gonna we're going to need that down the stretch. Uh, but was there anything else that you wanted to touch on about the game this weekend? Yeah. Um, I, I want to – obviously, yes, it should be a big win, um, and it will be in my eyes. But Northern Illinois is not a horrible team. They do already have a win over a Power 5 team in Georgia Tech. Um, so I think it's going to be more competitive people than some people are kind of anticipating. Rocky Lombardi's um, obviously a quarterback that's been a – underdog and beat Michigan before um, he's not playing great this year, but he's having a decent year. I think that um, I, it'll be better competition than people are thinking, but I definitely, the main thing for me is that I want to see um, a little bit more of the playbook and see if we have anything in the air that we can pull out. So that's my main focus this upcoming week. Yeah. Yeah. It should be, like you said, it should be a blowout, but um, obviously going to be some things to improve on um, and yeah that big game against Wisconsin's looming so definitely got to use these next couple weeks to um to tune up get ready for that that's going to be just such a big game um but lastly for the wrap-up we wanted to discuss about something humorous that we saw at the end of the Florida State um Jacksonville State game um so for those of you who aren't aware Florida State just lost on just the, I mean, worst play that you could. I have on. never seen a hail mary covered worse. I mean, did you hear you, the Florida State explanation? I didn't, but oh, I mean, dude, the stupidest answer. Someone asked him like, "Why aren't you playing prevent defense?" And he was like, "Well, because Jacksonville State still had a timeout." And everyone's like, "There were six seconds yeah, left like, on the clock with like seventy yards to go." I mean, that is timeout. That is just bizarre. I mean, you get you put two, three people on the line, and you put everybody else back at the that line. So they lost on just the worst thing you've ever seen. And then one of Florida State's players proposed to his girlfriend on the field after the game as Jacksonville State celebrates their win. And, I mean, it's not only that you just lost a football game, but you lost on a Hail Mary against Jacksonville State. And you lost on a Hail Mary where you – just covered it so poorly. I mean, 
what are your guys' thoughts on this? What, what, what would you do in that situation right. if you were planning the proposal? Before we shred this, dude, I want to play devil's advocate briefly. He probably had this planned for so long. He's like, all right, we're going to blow Jacksonville State out, and then I'm going to propose on the field. And, I, like, I cannot even imagine the feeling in his gut during that Hail Mary because I don't know who the player was. I don't know if he was a starter or a backup. Like, I have no idea. I'm assuming he was a backup. Just, I don't know, in my head, that's my story. He was back up. He had nothing to do with the game. He's like, whatever. Like, I'm still proposing. I've been planning on this for like six months. This is a story I came up with in my head. And I feel like for a minute there, he was like, what do I do? Like, do I wait? Like, her family's probably there. Like, they've probably got like people coming to like take pictures of it. Like, I'm assuming it was probably a pretty big deal in his life. And he was just sitting there like, what do I do? So I feel bad for him, man. Like, I, he oh, was probably definitely. so excited. I doesn't feel bad yeah. for him. I right, feel terrible. Go out, I'm going to do it. It sucks. But it was really funny. <laughs> it was it was humorous. But, no, like, I totally understand. I mean, I'm sure there was tons of thought into it. And like you said, maybe, maybe, like, her family was there. I did see that. So, like, maybe this was the one game that they made down for. And maybe they live far away. Like, you never know these circumstances. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but still, <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, I imagine um, the, the emotions going through his head as he saw that receiver catch that ball. And, like, he probably, like, the ring in his back pocket. I'm like, fuck you guys. <laughs> like, you can't even defend this one Hail Mary. I just, I just feel like you get one proposal. And I feel like there could have been a delay to after you don't lose in a heart. In five years, in 10 years, it's going to be a funny story. It already no, is. Funny. It is a funny. It's hilarious. I mean, dude, I've, I've been looking on the guy's Twitter. He's having fun with it. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's, I, I just don't know if I would be able after a loss. Like, I don't yeah. know if I'd be able to do it. Yeah. I feel like absolute dog shit after a loss. And like, I don't, I don't want like to talk that. to anybody. I don't, I don't want to smile. Like, I just want to complain about why I lost the game. Um, my, I also play devil advocate in my head. Um, yes, this might've been planned, but also she might, she, maybe she doesn't go to Florida state. Maybe she's not from around exactly, there you know? and she, she couldn't come to all the games. She was able to go to this game you and it just happened. Long distance <laughs> connoisseur. Huh? I said, you little long distance connoisseur. Yes. I'm just <laughs> saying like, as someone that, you know, doesn't have a girlfriend that goes to the same school. Maybe, maybe the scheduling is the only one that worked out and it just happened to be the worst timing in the world, but yeah. Yeah, that it's a bummer for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he's getting married. They were happy. They're both happy. Um, so congratulations to the two of them. Um, but the image that I saw on Twitter of it made me laugh. Um, and so we thought that we would discuss it for a few minutes here. Um, but unless uh, – does anybody else have anything they would like to add before we wrap up uh, the third podcast of the new season? Clay, yes. I would like to reiterate that I'm not worried. I just like, <laughs> want to make sure you guys know that I'm, I'm not worried about Ohio State, not worried about – we're still going to go 14-1 win the national championship. So, like, I'm really not worried. This guy's as For cool sure. as a cucumber. For sure. Um, anybody else um, want to say something that's not stupid? No? Okay, cool. Um, all right. Another big week, kind of. Um, Spencer's got a big game. 
we'll see if uh, all three of us can can survive the week. Um, so we have four happy fellows in the podcast next week. Um, but for those of you listening, thank you guys. Um, and we'll be back next week. Go Golden um, Hurricane. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next week.